All right, hello, welcome to Adventures in Lollygagging and friends. We are playing Call of Cthulhu tonight. We are continuing our horror on the Orient Express campaign. We are moving at a hell of a clip. We are already up to episode seven. Uh, so by my calculations, I really do think we can get this done by 2025. Uh, so no one uh, piss each other off. So we stay together that whole time. That'd be great. Uh, so yeah, we got a lot to get to. So let's just dive right in. We'll do some care. We'll do a quick character intro, just so everyone say who they're playing and, and whatever else we need to know. And then we'll dive right back into this as we ended off on a on a, on a situation uh, situation. I think we can call it. Uh, so Jeremy, who are you playing? I'm playing Joseph Tidwell, Staff Sergeant, Stuntman, Man of the World. Currently a man under arrest by the French police. Fortunately, Indeed. I recently filmed here. I know a smattering of words. I know how to curse, and I know how to say "not in the face." It's going to be fine. I also, uh, so I've been, I've been doing a, you know, I've been trying to get images of of characters you meet or important characters to the plot, or just characters that we make up on the fly that are hilarious. So mm -hmm. I do have fans of Joseph uh, oh, as no. an NPC. So there you go. Those are the people who were chasing you down. Uh, just share it with you. I'm sharing it with uh, with only the players because it's not legal. The images I'm getting, uh, Nick, or I guess I don't know. I don't know, I don't know the legalities of it. Who knows? Mm -hmm. uh, next up, we got uh, we got Chuck. Chuck, tell us you're playing me. Uh, I am Gregory Gregory Kozel. That's my name. I remembered it finally. And all I have to say is that Mr. Tidwell needs to treat his fans better because these three were extremely <laughs> agitated. It's true. It's true. I mean, this is what you get for not signing autographs. So mm -hmm. I don't know. running yeah. away when they asked. <laughs> it is great. I like, I do love how Joseph got out of it and you immediately jumped into the fire. Oh, so great. <laughs> uh, all right. <laughs> Next up, uh, Melissa, who are you playing? Uh, I am playing uh, Pema Namdak. Uh, she is a scientist. She is a bibliophile. She hangs out in libraries and learns stuff and wonders what everybody else is up to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you might never find out, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> it might never come back to you. Or you might be called for bail money. I don't know. Something like that. Uh, next up, Adam, tell us about Killian. Hello, name's Killian Bengua. I have an honorary major in human studies, and I find myself with this fine crew. Uh, she needs someone to do some talking. Sometimes I do well. Other yeah. times, not so much. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, and then finally, finally, we have the hero of last episode uh, who took the heat for Pema. <laughs> we got Reginald Abernathy. Matt, tell us about Reginald. Hello, Reginald Abernathy here, occultist, man of many uh, trades and hats and faces and voices and personalities. Uh, that's right. I took a I took one for the team with Pema, and then I went and found the rest of these rapscallions. Next thing I know, I'm running from the fuzz. It's true. All of that is 100% true. Uh, so let me do a quick recap, and then we will dive in. So you all arrived in Paris last time. You made arrangements. Uh, I think we ended up staying at the Balmoral Hotel. You started talking to the concierge services at a certain point. They told you a little bit about some uh, some sightseeing advice that they have, the Louvre, the, the Eiffel Tower, a special midweek catacombs tour. They also gave you some guidance on going around the city. I think Joseph, Killian, Grigori, you got you got pointed to... Uh, uh, Saint Ouen. I can't. I can't remember how to pronounce it. I don't have my my pronunciation guide. But basically, a flea market, an occult, an antique flea market, uh, and uh, that might have some antiques or vendors. I think you were looking to follow up on maybe that sale uh, that you kind of saw in some of uh, some of the professor's notes. 
Reginald Pema, you went to uh, the the Paris's main library and you started to continue your search for the set of Carson Lacrim and specifically uh, a, a German count living in France by the name of Comte Fenelik. Well, by the name of Fenelik, Comte is just his title. Uh, once there, uh, Pema, as we've mentioned, she tore through a paper but uh, and drew, drew the ire of the library attendants. Reginald kind of took the blame and got ejected, got thrown right the hell out. Uh, the day wasn't completely lost. Pema did manage to get some some very important handouts, some very important references. So she got a diary from Mademoiselle de Buin. Uh, she got a report from Captain Louis Malon, and she got a journal from Lucien Rigaud. Uh, all of these are handouts. Uh, in short, just to sum it up, the Comte was known for throwing really lavish feasts and very lascivious parties. But rumors started to rise that a lot of like really like kind of evil, salacious things kind of went down at these events and it pissed the queen off. The king's men decided to raid, you know, on orders from the king, decided to raid uh, the Comte's manor in Poissy, which is uh, uh, another, it's, a, it's like a suburb west of Paris, uh, and discovered that there were like torture chambers and all, all sorts of other little devices and things within the manor. They burned that manor down. And despite some rumors that that Pema had seen elsewhere, the guy was deemed mad and thrown in, in the kind of committed to a, uh, the Charenton Asylum uh, permanently. Uh, meanwhile, the rest of you, uh, so Killian, Grigori, Joseph, you went to this in, this antique vendors uh, and this fl- uh, this flea market. Um, Killian, you've, you you made a friend uh, with a sculptor there, and you actually purchased a surrealist piece. Joseph, yes. you found some child pickpockets uh, and. Uh, Met a strange woman uh, in the middle of a tent, all by herself, who seemed to sort of be this like central network of of the pick of these childish pickpockets. Uh, between the two and uh, and Grigori as well, you got some basic information that maybe the selling that you saw in in the professor's notes, uh, maybe they they sold it as something else. It, it, it's probably not as bluntly like, hey, this is a piece of the simulacrum. It might have been maybe one part one party didn't necessarily know what they had type of deal. Uh, you also got a reference to a a, a shop uh, called, I think it's called the Black Cellar, but like in French, it's La Cave Noire, something like that. Uh, Reginald, you eventually joined them. Uh, and <laughs> Grigori, I think you were the one who noticed the the heavily robed figures around that were following Joseph. They shouted at Joseph, come back, or like you, they've come, that Joseph has come back to them. And then all hell kind of broke loose. As Joseph ran, Grigori, you approached them, tried to intercede, they promptly took you hostage after you proclaimed being Joseph's lover, and they took so they're going to try to get Joseph through you at that point. A little bit of a brawl yeah. and chase kind of ensued. Yeah. Dust sort of settled eventually, and what we ended up with was a display tent had been destroyed. Joseph and Grigori are handcuffed uh, by that uh, by that tent. The police have interceded. Killian and Reginald are still in the area. Uh, and the roadmen as well were also kind of placed in, in handcuffs. So that's that's about where we're at. So we're going to pick up right there. So let's just reset the scene. There's several police officers here now, uh, quite a few. And as you're looking around, you can tell that they're they're trying to decide at this point what went down, who they're bringing back to their to their stations and who they're kind of who is who's the victim who's a witness who is a criminal like that's what they're trying to sort out and so they're asking all manner of people and so you see this big crowd of these different flea market attendees some of whom are dressed normally some of them are dressed in like kind of this like sort of weird occultish attire as they start wandering out of their uh, out of their tents 
and I'll say, Reggie and Killian, you have period you have been questioned and detained, but not actually arrested. So they, they were just trying to get your your eyewitness testimony. So I'm gonna turn it over to you all. How do you want to handle this? Well, I was traveling with our friends and uh, saw these uh, three men accost him. And uh, as he ran off, we went to assist. And sure enough, you all came along. So thought we'd let you take it from here. So you're speaking to one of the police who is mm -hmm. having difficulty understanding you, as they, although some of them speak broken you know, bits and pieces of English, they're not particularly fluent. Uh, Joseph's the only one amongst you who actually has any bit of, of French in him. Uh, but they, they, they look at you kind of confused and, uh, uh, please, uh, slower, please. They are costed. Uh, for what reason? Uh, just uh, theft? Uh, did your, uh, did your associate uh, steal something? Uh, did they know one another? Uh, uh, people do not just accost each other for no reason. There must be a reason. I'm sure there is a reason, but frankly, I don't know it. Yeah, I see. Yeah. Well, thank you for your time. I suppose we will have to take them all back with us to the station if that is the case. And uh, yeah, we yeah. must sort this out. Uh, it, we will, it will be a very long day, I think. Do you have a calling card? Uh, of course. Uh, and so he will give over a card as to like what station like people are going to be brought to. Mm -hmm. Other people are willing, you know, are able to chime in here and do something. So this isn't like, it's not all over just yet. Uh, it, it, mm. I'm innocent and I swear it. Innocent, you say. You're innocent. Ah, uh, I see. But uh, we saw you and these others in a scuffle within a very peaceful flea market. Uh, that is I'm true. Ass I'm assuming, Joseph, you're trying to uh, translate at this point. We, um... Uh -huh. Difficult situation. He begins speaking in broken French. Um, uh, I worked here months ago for a film. Those men have pamphlets of my films. You can search if you please. Strange men, I don't know. They started calling, come back to us, come back to us. You can look upon them and see they are quite strange. And I am, I play a tough man in movies. But when those strange men holding my pamphlets said, Come back to us. Come back to us. I rather shamefully ran because I only play a tough man. My friend tried to speak to them. He's I did. more rational I than I am. It's French. It would seem that perhaps something is wrong with these men. And for whatever reason to get to me, they held him at knife point. At which point I summoned up enough courage to come back because he is my friend. And I would normally not want to be involved in violence. I'm not going to leave my friend to be held at knife point by crazy people. And that is as simple as I can put it. I'm a bit ashamed. Uh, roll a French test. Let's see how clearly You're right. This, how much of that yes, can come through. Conveyed. Yeah. Oh, and boy. Just as a reminder, we have lots and lots and lots of audience support for uh, he, that, like he has point? 94 luck. He's, he's fine. No, but so how does that does it just add like a plus ten to the chance? Uh, or plus ten, yeah, it's a plus ten to the chance. I'll give it a try. Would you like one? Yes. Yeah. So just okay. roll it, and we'll just know it should be ten higher. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Would you like to spend forty-seven luck to ensure that your full explanation has gone through? Honestly, no. <laughs> <laughs> 
So he turns. I kind of enjoy that it's broken up. He turns to Grigori and he has like a kind of a puzzled look on his face. And periodically he kind of looks over towards Joseph as if he wasn't, as if something Joseph says didn't quite make sense. Uh, your uh, friend here says that uh, you uh, you decided to uh, to intervene on his behalf. That they were coming towards you, and you and you you decided to um, you decided to fight them. He said you wanted to uh, you wanted to ensure that they could not harm him, so you would harm them first. No, that is decidedly not true. Um, I. Thought they were fans and he confused. So I just was trying to talk to them to let them know if they wanted autographs, they could have them. And I am going to attempt to speak this entirely in French, a language I do not know. Okay. Okay. I okay. will Excellent. gladly take one of those audience boosts. <laughs> okay. Got it. We just got two more. Thank you, John Maxuda. It's a fantastic. No. Would you, would you like to spend, uh, what is that, 58 luck that would be to pass that? I have 30. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, Perhaps we you just, should get your translators. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, we have more, uh, we have more uh, people at the station, more equipped to speaking with you. And then they kind of exchange, like they kind of talk back, you know, here and there. But you see, like, they start now. The three guys that assaulted Joseph, they start kind of picking up and you can see now there's some wagons that have showed up and they start loading them into one wagon. Uh, and then let me see. Yeah. Uh, and then they start loading you two into the same wagon as well. And so the Are three we of the Kenyan. Uh, yeah, you all you're all handcuffed. You're all, you're all bound. And so they bind you and all five of you go into the back of this, you know, paddy wagon, basically. And you're on benches on opposite sides uh, of the uh, of this van, staring at one another. Merci beaucoup. Have a wonderful day. And so, Joseph, you see as you sit down, they're staring at you. Like these three guys are just staring at you, not angrily, but like in amazement, like just in shock. Like it, it, to the to the to a, to an uninformed viewer, it might be idolization. Like they're looking at you as if you as if that they are fans of your work, but. You know it's probably something, something more, uh, and you and you just see them kind of staring at you, and periodically you just hear them whisper, "You have come back to us. You have come back to us. Yes, you were taken from us at a very young age, and now you have returned. Oh yes." And so they just kind of mumbling here and there under their breaths. Do not worry. Ah. We have other agents within the city. This this station will not not be able to hold us. We will take you with us. Your uh, manservant here, as he kind of like sort of gestures over towards Grigori, he will not interfere either. We will leave him, and it will be you with us, as should be. Um, family, I don't understand what's going on. They are, I would say they are speaking English at this point, too, because, uh, yeah, they're not speaking, like, it's, it's heavily, like, they're heavily accented. It's very thick oh. accent. Uh, yes, no, I it, was saying yeah. that to Mr. Tidwell. Okay. Well, yeah, it would seem these, this is the, the family that I never knew I had, and they are mm. very fervent uh, in their care. Uh, I hope you don't find this offensive, but I don't see a lot of family resemblance. 
I'm a bit more on the green side. I understand. Yes, yes. Um, um, so if I am to understand this, you all expect to take Mr. Tidwell here with you? They look towards you with sudden disgust over their face. Yes, yes, yes. Same look my ex-wife gives me. It's not going to do anything. Oh my God, is Karen in this too? Of course. (laughs) Oh God. Uh, I'll need to find the Russian version of Karen. And so, yeah, he just looks over to you. It's like, he is one of us. Uh, Group, he was born under a very uh, fortuitous sign and he was stolen from our people when he was but an infant. But we would recognize those eyes, that skin, anywhere. We have searched long and hard. And he's like trying to reach into his pocket, but he can't, obviously. And then, and then we saw one of these motion pictures. And there, there he was. It was hard to tell because the black and white, but we could. We could see it in his eyes, the face. And we have been scouring France. We have been asking looking for this fishman, as they call him, the fishman of Scaramouche. Well, (laughs) you have certainly found him. So... Yes, and we will not let him from our sight ever again. I mean, that would be fine and dandy and all if it wasn't for the fact that he is a wanted man here. And they intend to hang him before the week is out. Okay. Uh, roll. Oh wow. Okay. So you're just kind of mi- roll a fast talk. Sure. I am like a fast talk. I got a five oh. in that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can't luck that into a success. If you like. It's no, you. no. I, I, my, I had to hit a five or less, and I got a thirty-nine. Even if I spend all thirty of my luck. Oh, you're okay. You're. Okay, I'm still you. four short. Yeah. Uh, they look at you. You are you are not good at lying. I'm not. see right through you. Your, your face begins to sweat in strange places whenever you do. And I will tell you this, even if he was, as I have mentioned, we have agents in the city, and they will come to our aid. You will come back with us. Yes. Well, so, I count myself very lucky that you have so many fine people Looking off my interest, I didn't know that you've been watching me since I was a baby. I never knew my own parents. For all I know, you're my long-lost uncle. Oh, no. No, no, no. We did not know your parents. They fell beneath the sharpness of our blades. They, too, tried to abscond with you. As I said, you were born under a very fortuitous sign. And we had uh, to... Gemini. Separate. Yes, indeed. Gemini. Yes, you know the scriptures as well. Uh, but they kind of ramble on and ramble on about how you're some sort of like special baby and like they want you back for whatever Understood. reason. Well, I was always told that my parents were assholes. So I suppose thank you for murdering them before I ever knew them. <laughs> I'm so privileged. You I know you are an orphan, my boy. Oh, I've known that for a long time. I just didn't know who killed them. So it's great to meet you. It is. They don't get the sarcasm. It is great to meet you as well. And we'll uh, we'll cut over to Reginald and Killian, who are back at the flea market. Uh, what do you two want to do? Uh, like, 
when I eventually came back, are the paddy wagons there? Do I see are, this? You've seen them getting loaded up. You've seen the door close. They haven't quite pulled away yet, but they've been loaded up. And it looks like the police now are kind of, they've decided what they're just going to bring all of these parties back and they're going to sort it out downtown. I suppose that we should uh, see about bailing them out. Sure, or busting them out. Oh. Time for a jailbreak. Frenchie. I don't yeah, know. I suppose. What, I don't know what you are you friend? <laughs> I suppose if you're feeling adventurous. Well, let's go. All right. Do you want to try to break them out of the paddy wagon? <laughs> or are you are you waiting waiting for the Can paddy I? wagon mm. to drive away? Mm. Mm. So are there there's cops milling about right now? Are they kind of like like they're getting like, final statements. Like okay. you can see a few of them are getting final statements from some of the vendors here and there. And like, you know, like they're still kind of talking. No one's getting they, they they've locked them up in the paddy bag, but otherwise they haven't pulled away yet. You do have a couple moments to try to do something, uh, if you wanted to try to do something. Hmm. Is there no pickpocket in this? Would it be sleight of hand? Uh sleight of hand sounds right. Yep. Could I try to lift some keys off of for the paddy wagon off one of these guys? You certainly could. Uh, so, Killian, before he rolls, is there anything you're doing? Uh, you can also try to help in this in some way, potentially yes. him like, yeah. Yes, I'm. I'm going to attempt to um, like do the kind of flirting you do when you're exploring to see if they're on the if if they're interested at all. Okay, you're just gonna walk up and flirt with one of these uh, one of these police officers. Okay. Uh, yeah. What see are if your they're success? Receptive. Yeah. So yeah. you're welcome to roll charm, uh, Killian, if you like. Uh, go right ahead. Right. And if you We're are successful, and if you are successful, we'll give Reginald a, a bonus die on his roll. Okay. Okay. So you you the two of you concoct this scheme. We oui, we. Oui. Killian, <laughs> you start talking with this one uh, tall, slender, uh, but broad-shouldered young uh, young man. Uh, this police officer, uh, very fine uh, mustache. It's very properly groomed. You can tell. You can tell this person really puts a lot of work into his appearance. And so the two of you start chatting, and he kind of turns his head away from where he was kind of waiting by the the, the paddy wagon for probably some of his superiors to come. And the two of you just start chatting, uh, and then that gives the opening for Reginald to just sort of sweep in behind. So yeah, go right ahead. You know, there was a reason I asked for your calling card. Ooh. Uh, Moon and he's like struggling with English. Spending the luck, thirteen luck to pass. Okay, uh, you do manage to you manage to to reach in and you grab the keys uh, for the paddy wagon. Uh, but meanwhile, this man seems to be very taken with Killian as the two of them uh, are are chatting. And I would say he's probably not great at at English, and so maybe part of this is like you coaching him through like the English words as you mm -hmm. guys, as the two of you are, are, are flirting. So then Reginald, what do you want to do now? Hmm, I would like to nonchalantly wander over to the paddy wagon and open it up, unlock is I'm assuming there's like a padlock maybe on the back of it or uh, yes. So, I mean, it's, so think of it like, I don't know. Yeah. But we'll say it's a padlock. Sure. Yeah. I was thinking okay. of it like a door. Yeah. We'll think of it like a padlock. That makes sense. Okay. Do I need to roll okay. anything? Or... I would say let's let's roll a stealth test uh, for this whole process. I will give you. I'll still give you the bonus dice since Killian is still working as a very effective uh, distraction right now. But there are other cops are, that are milling about here and there, so it's always possible someone else could see you. I will. Mm, 
Don't forget about the extra tens from the audience. We how many can I spend? For them. Uh, and don't forget, it's I think only I think we only do one or two. Uh, but don't forget, you can also push in Call of Cthulhu as well. It's not. Yeah, but it's really bad if you fail the second time. And my stealth uh, is not good. I can tell you exactly what's going to happen to you. You're going to get arrested <laughs> and thrown in the bin. You could so, spend an audience and spend twenty luck. I will spend an audience and spend twenty luck. Okay, that's fine. We'll take it. Okay, so you managed Ooh, to get the you, door audience. open. Uh, and you have very little time. Joseph and Grigori and these three other Kenyans are inside. <clears throat> They've just finished up the conversation that, that, that like you come in right <laughs> as they yeah, as they're saying, like, we will bring you with us. And you see that the the all five of them are sitting on these benches. Now they're all bound. Uh how do you want to handle this? What do you guys want to do? I'll just I'll turn and look at me and I look at them. Ah. Like are our chains actually bound <clears throat> down to the seats or whatever, or just like you know, wrist to wrist sort of thing. I'll tell you what, I just described this guy as a, uh, as a most, as kind of green on the force. So maybe he forgot to do it. So Grigori, I'm going to ask Grigori, yes. Grigori to do it. Cause your luck is insane, Joseph. So Aww. I'm going to ask the person with the lower <laughs> luck to do it. <laughs> Reginald, what is your luck? What is your luck, Reginald? Uh, it's currently at 31. Okay. You barely <laughs> beat out Grigori. Be. So go ahead and roll a luck test. And if, and if you pass, then we'll say that the, uh, I did it. Why? Okay, you got it. Uh, so we'll say wow. that they, he forgot. To, although your your wrists are are are, are bound properly, you're in, they, he forgot to actually bind you to the to the railing of the seat. Well, it's Quick, we, got, fun. we gotta we gotta go. And then let me see if I understand this right. It would be un, un de, de, and then yes. I point over towards uh, a woman who's been giving me eyes this whole time. Toi. Twa, yes. Oh, uh, that's, that's our sign. Let's go, fellas. Twa, twa, twa. Let's go. <laughs> okay. Quick question. Uh, can we see where the lock should have been? Uh, so what do you mean, like how it works? Like you can see how it works. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I want to make sure that the other guys are locked real quick before I leave. Okay. Uh, I'll make say... sure that they are locked down. Okay. You need me to roll again. Uh, I'll let Joseph specifically roll this luck test. Go ahead, Joseph. Roll a luck test. Oh, for them being locked down? Yeah, for them being locked up. So are you like wanting to lock them yeah, before you they oh, are they were locked you. in, but for some reason he he missed the two of you. So it's just at, at some maybe he got distracted by Killian or something. Who knows? <laughs> me, fan. We'll talk again later yeah. about how you killed yeah. my parents. Au revoir. Do, do that. Uh, and then like they're they're kind of shouting at this point. No, return, come back, come back. Uh Okay, so you guys hop out of this paddy wagon. You both have you, you you've got you know you got handcuffs on effectively, right? You got manacles of some kind. Uh, Killian has managed to distract the guy by the paddy wagon very very well. However, these guys are starting to shout now, and so how do you want to handle this? Slam the door and run. I think they should run. I want to just drop the keys and eat the carriage and just kind of walk nonchalantly away. Well, these two, I don't know. These two escape. I don't know. Okay. Right, distance so myself from the two say, convicts. I think you can do that. I think you can do that. That's fine. Because you did roll your stealth already once before. And you've done, you've made a couple rolls. But if Joseph and Grigori want to run, uh, I'll tell you, I want stealths from both of you to see if yes. you're seen running away. I mean, we're still fairly close to the, the flea market. Like we've yes. traveled a little bit, but not too far. You're I'm going to take note of, of the Yeah. I'm going to take note of maybe some of the little hidey holes I remember some of the kids going to as they're trying okay. to like do their little shtick and use that to try and help me. Okay. As I, uh, stealth. Okay. Where's my stealth at? It's a success for Grigori. 
Yes. You managed to slink off. Do you run back into the flea market like Joseph is nope. doing? Or are you running away? Okay, so you're just bolting. There we go. I'm looking. <laughs> where's the tower? I know where that is. I see it. And I'm going that direction. Jeremy failed his roll. Uh, Jeremy, do you want to spend 46 luck? Nope. You can. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry. I just kind of enjoy. Just gonna, they are going to arrest you, uh, so they're just going to put you back in the paddy wagon. If that's the case, they're going to see you. As they, actually, technically, I should roll for them, but I think with your 95, they probably will. See yeah, you. no, they're going to. Yeah, they do. Uh, okay, so the two of you split. Gregory and Joseph split. Gregory is leaving the grounds of the flea market and seems yep. to have gotten away scot free at that point. Reginald has very smoothly started to to, to sort of walk away like nothing happened. Killian, you're still, you've got this guy distracted, but then the shouting starts to happen uh, from within the patio. He's like, uh, uh, one moment, one moment, please, one second. And I'm going to try one last ditch attempt, and I'm going to pull him closer to me um, and, uh, you know, just get, like, really close to his face and be like, but we can have so much fun. Roll, roll a charm test. But this one is going to be a hard. I mean, I want a hard success on this because now there's something going down, and it's even. Yeah, so this yeah, is, yeah. This is a little bit. Take an really audience ten percent. Sure. An audience ten percent. Sure, okay. I'll do that. Um, so it would be an eighty-nine percent with a forty-one. Okay, so hey, so that's a. Uh, that's still success. that's a success then. So that would be you need like a forty-four or something like that, I think, and you rolled a forty-one, and so he's about to turn away. And then you just kind of, you go in for it, you grab him, and the two of you just have a little a little smooch session out inside the paddy wagon, giving Grigori plenty of time to get away, Reginald time to get away. Joseph, and, on the other hand, mm -hmm. uh, you you're you run back into the flea market, and you suddenly hear you get you get into it and you hear some shouts. You hear some shouts coming from you know from back like, stop! No, he's getting away. Oh, there he goes. And so they're, they're shouting in the direction. And you know they're shouting for you at this point. And you just start like mm. weaving into uh, into the this sort of flea market at some point. Um, now, you're looking for a specific hidey hole or something like that, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. So they're coming after you. They're looking to chase you. Uh, there's every now and then you kind of pass by like one of these like little orphan like kind of street you know, street kids who are just kind of looking at you with like this puzzled look on their face. And and then you hear other vendors who are nearby. They're they're calling out like, he is right here. He's going this way. And they're totally calling you out. Um, roll spot hidden. And we'll see okay. if you can find a one of these special hidey holes. I'll look for that. And if I can't, I'm looking for the river. Oh, God, the sin. I don't know how close it is, but yeah. Okay. Is there really any spend... body of water? Will you spend 17 points of luck? Yes. Oh, Making I should have called 10? using the audience. Yes. Okay. okay. All right. So you manage to sneak into a tent uh, that is, strangely enough, kind of uh, bizarre to look at. As as there's a, this very large tent, you can see there's a, a series of these very lifelike and life-size dolls uh, that are made of some kind of, some sort of like painted and polished wood. And you can see most of them, however, uh, like they're kind of sort of very, very dolled up, but they're all missing one eye. And so you you come in here and every one of them is just kind of staring at you with this one empty eye socket. But you realize that like they're all literally mannequin sized and you can kind of sneak in amongst the sort of the group of them and like that are hanging down from these hooks. And you can just sort of like hide within them. 
uh, as long as you sort of close your eye. Okay. All right. So we will say that as time passes, uh, and it will, uh, you can see that Killian, the uh, man you have come to uh, come to regard as a very close friend, uh, he he gets pulled away by one of his superiors, who is now kind of berating him for not paying attention. And then they look inside the paddy wagon and they see that two of their suspects are missing. And there's just this this cacophony of like screams and yells as they're shouting at one another. Uh, there's points that are going in all sorts of different directions. Some of them are like pointing in the direction that Grigori went, but like five minutes ago, 10 minutes ago, some of them are pointing back into the flea market. But at this point, Killian, I'll say you're kind of broke up from this, uh, this, this moment. Uh, and the, uh, the cops are starting to fan out, uh, Reginald, Grigori, the two of you are away. I think you guys both said you were walking away. You're clear. This you're in the, you're in the clear. And uh, we'll take a break from this because I do want to get Melissa into the game briefly. And as I have to now think about what the hell I'm going to do with this, uh, <laughs> as I will kick it over to Pema, uh, who's still at the library. Yes. As I put uh, in chat, I've been reading and reading and reading, and I've like quietly laid my head down. <laughs> on the okay. Desk. Uh, I will give, so I will say, like, I'll give you one more library uh, use in French test uh, you can do uh, today. Uh, and, uh, then we'll, we'll say that's enough for one day. All right. So I'm going to do French first. I only have a 40, so I'm going to take an audience to make that a 50 and I rolled a six. So yeah, I, uh, don't roll good with my French. Um, and then I need to roll a library, which I have library, library, library. Uh, 73 so let's see what i get with this and that is a 43 okay so, so this is an... succeeded there too okay uh 40 is it a regular success sorry i didn't hear your numbers before 40 uh the french was a six under 50 okay and Which the library? Uh, library is a 43 under 73 okay do you want to spend eight points of luck for a hard success and I'll give you an extra piece of information. Me and my 11 luck will go through the rest of the day. There are very extreme <laughs> yes, I spent positions it. of luck. Okay. So you're going to find, <laughs> I'm going to say you find two things, two things of, of interest. Uh, maybe as you kind of put your head down and kind of get back up, you notice something. In addition to the Louis Malon, the, uh, the captain who you were kind of was reading, going through his journal here and there. And he is one of, he was one of the King's guards. Uh, who was sent to Fenelik's, uh, Fenelik's Manor in Poissy. And there, um, he was the one who was kind of recounting all of the horrible torture devices, the depravity that was kind of going on there. Uh, but you realize that sort of not so much a an entry into his diary, but as just an insert at the end of this document, or at the end of this book, which you had kind of dismissed a lot of it because much of it went off into his, his own life and had nothing to do with what you're researching. Uh, you find actually one related piece of, of one related document. Uh, and it is an inventory from the raid uh, of what was, what was actually taken uh, and sent to the treasury, uh, the King's treasury from the, uh, from, from this, this, uh, this manor house. Uh, it lists a whole significant, bits of, of paintings, specific styles, a few noteworthy uh, artists of the time, uh, various snuff boxes, a significant amount of wine, different cases, vineyards, and stuff that are listed with very speci with, with various spe levels of specificity. 
uh, all sorts of references to specific types of, of, of silk and clothing. And then there are some details as to that clothing. Uh, some of it was used for, for unknown purposes, but clearly nothing that would be suitable for public display. And then finally, and most notably, and this stands out to you the most, there is a listing for statuary, but next to it, there is a note that says incomplete. And I would say you are smart enough, Pema, to piece together that this basically means there was a, a statue of some kind or statues, but they were, there were missing parts of some kind. I got it. And so these things were taken from the manor and taken to the like official state treasury? Uh, indeed. Uh, now, the next thing that you find, since you did get a hard success, I'll give you a second thing. You actually find, um, this is probably referenced as like one of the librarian attendants comes over to you. Uh, it's later in the afternoon. And I'm uh, your pardon, madame. Uh, there is a, a second party here today that was uh, researching very similar subject matter to you. And uh, I uh, thought uh, before I put back part of what they had seen, I could uh, share it with you. You might be of interest. Uh, and he kind of takes out what looks like this, this, uh, this sort of tube and very carefully with his gloves kind of pulls out this, this large parchment, kind of unfurls it very carefully, sets down some, some weights on each corner. And what you see is actually a, um, uh, like the plans, the architectural plans for this manor. You had learned prior that like the Fenelix, uh, Fenelix home was something of an architectural oddity. Like there was, there was sort of this, this mishmash of styles, like classic Greek medieval buttresses, but also like these very freshly built towers and such, uh, sometimes Gothic style, like everything kind of mixed and matched. And even some of like the English fashion, which made no sense for uh, a, a suburb west of Paris, really. Um, mm -hmm. But you can see that there's, first of all, it's a three-story building, uh, dozens of bedrooms, ballroom, and there are numerous like sitting rooms that are all kind of marked out. The plans are in relatively decent shape, actually. They're, they're pretty well kept. Um, and you can see that there's also some extra details about these downleading stairs that seem to indicate the existence of an unmapped cellar area, meaning you see stairs going down, but you don't see anything represented in the plans that okay. suggests where they go. So it's completely unmapped. Okay. Um, you also see like a little cameo that's kind of, that sort of does this little etching, the sketch of the, the manor's like front view. Um, but, but as you're kind of, as you're kind of looking at this and the, the attendant kind of steps away, uh, you, 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 you start to get this sort of strange and unsettling feeling. There's something about the lines. There's something about the sketching. There's something about the rooms. There's something about your, what you know about the history of this place. The, the drawing actually of all things, uh, it, it, it's it, in some ways it just seems like it was designed by not a rational mind, someone perhaps mad, someone perhaps trying to design a home for reasons beyond just living in it, as if they were trying to appease some sort of dark desire. And I need you to roll a sand test. Sure, sure. Uh, yeah. Let's see. These angles, these rooms, these lines, it's the workings of a, of a subtly crazed mind. Nope, nope. That is a 92 over 61. That is okay. a fail. Uh, go ahead. Just take one point of sand. 
That's it. Nothing more than that. Uh, but it is very, very, um, very, very unsettling. Now, the one thing you don't get from this detail is you don't have the specific site of the villa. Uh, all you know is that it was in Poise. That's it. The suburb. That's it. And and if you consult with the attendant, the attendant will will say that that is this is all that they have. But uh, perhaps the the town hall at then in Poise might have uh, more information. But this is this is all that we have. And and this the the story behind this is that it it, it burned right that yes. this manor had it was okay. burned down. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, uh, Madam, when you mentioned that someone else was looking at that, uh, or yes. are you referring to the very rude gentleman with me that accidentally ripped your book? Is that who you meant? Uh, no, 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 uh, no, no. no. Was, we have we have uh, hired a sketch artist to piece together a, uh, a picture of your uh, assistant so that uh, we can post it uh, near the opening entry hall and uh, disallow his entry once more if he tries to uh, find a way inside. No, 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 no. I am not referring to that culprit, that fiend, that brute who should be in, should be in prison. I am referring uh, to, to uh, the two uh, uh, Turkish gentlemen who uh, who spent much of the day as you uh, over uh, this. St- oh, I'm sorry, they are not here. Uh, they appear to they have gone. They have left. I I just spoke with them, but they were sitting uh, in a far corner uh, working, much as you, uh, and uh, very curious uh, such. Rare uh, subject matter to have uh, two parties uh, on the same day. We have not uh, removed these items from the vaults for, uh, uh, according to the logs, for decades. So to see two in one day is, uh, well, very, uh, what, how, very coincidental, yes? Colleagues uh, yes. of yours, perhaps. Uh, d- did you perhaps mention that uh, you, because you mentioned to me that they were looking in the same thing. Did you happen to mention to them that I was looking into the same thing? Yes, yes, yes. They were asking for certain uh, documents and I said, I am sorry, but there is a woman and they pointed to you and I said, perhaps you might be able to, uh, they could come sit by you and you could share the the, the work, but uh, if you have not met them, I suppose they did not do this, but but yes, uh, yes, yes, they are aware. I see, I see. And and she'll kind of grow concerned at that, but she, you know, kind of isn't going to kind of take it out on this woman. Uh, well, thank you very much for le- letting me know uh, that they were, uh, are they older gentlemen, closer to uh, my age? Uh, how old does Pema look? Uh, Pema is 39. Uh, no, no, no. They are contemporaries of you. Uh, neither was particularly, she kind of looks particularly attractive, though, if that is what your concern is. They look very, um, uh, they had a very, um, oh, what is the word? Angry air about them. Uh, resting, uh, mean face. I, I see. I see. That, that is definitely helpful for me uh, in case I happen to uh, run across them again. Did it, did it seem as if maybe they were going to go and look at the town records for this? Oh. I did not inquire. They they were researching other things as well. Uh, I did, uh, but uh, it is. Uh, I did not know what the next steps are. But uh, they could perhaps be here tomorrow to continue. Yes, I, I see. Uh, I might go uh, look over and see if there's anything left on their table that I might not have uh, thought to ask about. Thank you for. Uh, I'm sorry. I have already given you the one piece that uh, there, and I had returned the others. Uh, and it is, as you can see, and you kind of points, she points around and there's many people that are kind of getting up and leaving. 
Uh, we are nearing closing. I cannot retrieve any additional items from the vault at this point. They have to start returning. If you are interested, you could return tomorrow, of course, and continue your research if there is more that we can help you with. Well, thank you very much. You've been oh so very helpful. And I do apologize again for my uh, associate. I, I, I don't imagine that we will be uh, darkening your doors again. Yes, I imagine if, if you need uh, an assistant, we can recommend one that is uh, far more capable than the one that you provided. Uh, speaks French as well. Uh, is a student at the Sorbonne. Uh, they would be more than happy. Uh, we have many research assistants that we often are uh, looking for additional work. Uh, so if you need of, uh, need need such a such an assistant, uh, you can inquire tomorrow and we could make arrangements. If, if I am in need, I, I will let you know. Thank you. Thank you Excellent. very much. Excellent. Uh, bonjour. And so she goes, goes off. That's her thing. Okay. So let's uh, let's cut back then. Uh, as Reginald, Grigori, uh, we'll say we'll, we'll pick up with the two of you. As the two of you manage to slink away uh, from the flea market, unseen, uh, and we'll say... Grigori, you're the one that's probably in, in most kind of dire straits at this point, as you do have manacles still on your I on your cuffed. wrists. Yes. So what is Grigori doing then as he moves away? Mm. Well, oh, I'm not a flexible lad. I was like, I will contort myself to get my jackets over my hand so it looks like I'm just holding my overcoat. But no, that is not okay. happening. I will die. Okay. I mean, uh, you can you can roll a dex tech to see if you're able to do such a thing. Yes, I could. And if I fail, I might explode. So I'd rather not. <laughs> okay. Why don't I? It's a big city. There's bound to be shady people. Okay. I am going to look for some kind of criminal looking dive bar. Okay. Uh, sure. We went looking... opposite ways, him and we I? did. Okay. Uh, Reginald, if you want to roll spot hidden and see if you can see yes. Grigori lumbering yes. through the streets with manacles on his wrists. <laughs> yes, go right ahead. Passed. Uh, okay, I will say at a certain point, as you are, the two of you are probably a mile away from the flea market. You're on, you've been taking different routes, but you're kind of weaving in the somewhat same, say, northeasternly direction. Uh, you do see Grigori kind of in the middle of an alley between these two uh, two buildings, there's people moving by in the street. It is winter time, so maybe there's not as much traffic, but there's still plenty of people on the street. But you see him kind of peeking out from this alleyway as if he's looking around for where to go next. Okay. Uh, what sort of shops are around me? So over here, there's uh, plenty of cafes. You can see, I would say at this point, it's probably afternoon, closing in on evening. But you can see there are restaurants, cafes, uh, a few clothing shops. Uh, this is not the uh, most uh, most elegant part of the part of Paris, uh, but uh, it seems at a decent enough place. Um, what are you looking for? Is there something in particular? A hacksaw. You're like a tool shop? Yeah. Roll, roll a luck test. We'll see if there's something nearby. Nope. Okay. There's, you do not see anything uh, so obvious as a, as a tool store or a general store. It doesn't look to be. This looks to be more uh, like fashion in, in restaurants and such. Okay. I will make my way over to Grigori. Okay. And connect. So, Reginald Grigori, you're in the alleyway together. Oh, there you are. Hey, have a folly. Where, where do you think you're going? Everybody sees those uh, doohickeys on your uh, on your arms there. We gotta get yes. those off you. 
That, that is what I'm looking for. I'm hoping I can find some criminal elements and pay um, them to free me. I tried finding a hardware store. There's nothing around this area. We gotta go back to where those uh, shady folks were. Maybe we can find one there. I do not want to head back to where those shady <laughs> folks were, because that is also where the police were. Oh. And the shady folks who tried to stab me. But Joey's over there, isn't he? I have no idea. I haven't seen him since we escaped. I would and presume Frenchy. so. Uh, all right. Maybe well, if we could find some an office supply store and some paper clips, I could try and pick the lock. There's a staples around the corner. What is French for Les Staples? <laughs> office Depot. Les Office <laughs> Depot. <laughs> That's good, man. <laughs> Depot. That's got to be a French word. I think so. Les Office Depot. Uh, yeah, sure. Sure. Well, let me. Uh, let me well, why don't we here. start with this? Do you guys have any gear that you might have been carrying in your pockets that might be useful or anything? Like I got that my first? electricity gun. I, you can shoot. I don't think that'll work. Do you like to shoot? Oh, I have, I have lock pick tools. I legit have lock pick tools on I my I could have sworn that was on someone's sheet, which is it's why I was asking. <laughs> and I worked on getting better at locksmith when I was on the train. On the train. Here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was okay. my whole little thing I did. Okay. Well, uh, so if you would like to roll locksmith test to try to get him out of these manacles, please write, go right ahead. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh, I might have made it worse. Oh, God, oh my hands. Uh, so I'm just going to say that what happens is that to. you're somehow, somehow the handcuffs multiply and you too are handcuffed now. No, you're, <laughs> your tools break is what's going to happen. And you're going to have oh, to replace them at sticks. a different time. Yeah. So uh. not only are you unable to to get him out of these manacles, but your your locksmith tools are now broken. All right, maybe we need to find these shady characters you're in the net right Either that or we need to make our way back to the train. Yeah, at the very I least, want... you could take the coat and put the coat for him now over, like, you're here, ah, you could do that. Yeah, That's true. All right, we'll take my coat. Thank okay. you. And so are you then going to try to work your way back to public transit? Are you... Well, I was just well, thinking, and it depends on you, Mr. Abernathy, if you think this is a good idea. I found myself in this predicament before, but at that time I had my rifle with me. So the thought is, if we can get to the train and get to my rifle, I'll just shoot the links in the handcuffs, destroying them, leaving me free with two very lovely-looking bracelets for a while. How are you going to shoot the handcuffs off your own hands with a rifle? With my toes, my friend. <laughs> okay, so you probably have your rifle at your hotel. It's probably in your luggage Even that you brought better. to the Balmoral. So if you two want to start working your way back to your hotel, I think that's something you could do. No role necessary. I think you could do that. All right. <laughs> okay. Let's go over to Killian and Joseph then. Uh, Killian, let's start with you. So... I would say you probably weren't necessarily privy to every single direction people went, uh, but you have seen some random people pointing in the direction of the flea market and some others kind of pointing away. Your your policeman lover has been called away. Uh, what would you like to do, Killian? Well, I suppose I would wander back to the shop where the artist was and, uh, you know, just uh, hang about for a bit, ask a few questions. Uh, visit a bit more until things die down, and then okay. uh, you know, uh, just roll on over towards uh, uh, back to the Bristol uh, after 
a few hours have passed. Okay. I mean, Killian, no one's after you. So all of this happens without any issue. You go back, you, you know, you recover your statue uh, and you speak with the, the artists. Uh, the market's breaking down for the day. It's, it's breaking out a little bit early. It usually stays open until, until dusk, but it's doing it me an hour too early considering uh, the hollow blue. Uh, but uh, but yeah, you have no issues whatsoever. Um, oh, yeah, yes, the thirty-hour work week. <laughs> <laughs> Jealous. Uh, let's go to um, let's go to Joseph then. So you've been hiding out. Uh, roll a listen test. Okay. Let's see if I can fail that too. You'll be fine. You got all that I'll, luck. I'll take the audience thing. Okay. All right. Got it. Okay. Aha! At one point, you do hear the sounds of uh of some of, of some of these policemen and you speak french so you're able to kind of piece together that they are specifically looking for someone they refer to as a suspect they you hear uh you hear like kind of greenish skin strange eyes etc they're kind of describing you and like you think they're asking maybe an eyewitness but they're right outside the tent uh do you want to try to sneak out uh or do you want to try to stay here and hope that they don't notice you See, I would, I'd look around real quick. So, like, I see that we've got all these kind of like weird dolls and stuff. Mm-hmm. Is there anything nearby that it looks like that there's a kit that's been used to make these dolls look different ways? So, I hear mm. them talk about my greenish tint. Part of me wonders what if I basically put on some makeup? Indeed, there are, in fact, some basic paints and stuff set up around here. Yes, uh, it does look like there are some places where they can kind of customize some of these dolls and there just to be a, a minor workshop. Yeah, I think that makes sense. It shames me to do it, but I'm going to take a page out of my friend Rangel's book. Once upon a time in the streets of France, I watched him spend three days as a mime. I'm okay. going to mime myself up. Oh, God. Okay. Uh, okay. And then are you going to leave? Or are you going to, are you going to just going to try to walk out of the flea market looking like a mime? Or are you just going to linger and hope that they don't see you? Let's, I'll let's try and just kind of start like walking along. Okay. I'm going to want either, you can choose either a disguise uh, or uh-huh. a stealth. I'll go stealth with okay. a, uh, a benefit from the audience. Okay. Got it. Oh, where were you, stealth? I somehow always forget where it's at on my sheet. I apologize. It should be like the third column. It should be in alphabetical order. So, Okay. You wait long enough. You, you kind of get some of this paint that... I'm going to tell you right now is paint. It's not makeup. So it's mm-hmm. going to be an awkward moment. And you basically mm-hmm. white face yourself and you put some, you know, some other extra like mm-hmm. red on your cheeks and stuff. You look extremely ridiculous, but you are covering your skin. Maybe there's a piece of cloth that you can kind of put on as like a hood or something like that, or a hat that you might cover up the, cause you're, you're bald, I believe is right. Mm-hmm. Well, so, yep. and you, uh, you stroll out of the tent and, move around as if you are meant to be there. I'm presuming you're kind of covering up much like Gregory, mm-hmm. like with a, with a jacket or something. And I'm going to see if they see you. I'm going to give a little roll. While you're rolling, I'm going to interrupt real quick. Welcome Raiders, uh, Murder Hobos and Joker Rose. Welcome in, welcome in. Woo. Thank you for that raid. Uh, oh. And Joseph, either you, maybe you're just the great, maybe you've missed your calling. Maybe you shouldn't have been in front of the camera, but you should have been behind the camera as a makeup artist for you do manage to get out of the flea market without being stopped. They don't actually, cause the flea market doesn't have like one singular entrance and there's not like walls or fences around it. And they don't have like this, this big old blockade anywhere. So you're able to just sort of like drift off and 
kind of wander off in a different direction. Nobody wants to talk to a mime. Okay. So at this point, can we say that all of you, through one venture or the other, find your way back to your hotel? Or did somebody else want to like rob a liquor store on the way? I didn't know there was an option. <laughs> Escape the police is thirsty work. Okay. No, back to the hotel. So, okay. So one after the other, eventually you do all manage to make it back. Uh, Killing you to the Bristol. I thought it was a Balmora, but it, whatever. You make it back to your hotel. Uh, you kind of come in. Each one of you is kind of accosted. You could you could be right too, Adam. I have no idea. You <laughs> you come in through the hotel and a couple of times, like the concierge, like, uh, uh, is the Mr. Tidwell, Mr. Mr. Pankura, uh, Mr. Appanetti, uh, Mr. Koza, Ms. Ms. Namdai. They're trying to like say, is there anything we can get for you this evening? Are you, are you going out to dine tonight? Uh, are you attending the opera? We can get you opera tickets. We have specialists. This and they kind of throwing out all these different options they have for you. So I need like, lockpicks and a shotgun. I, be I beg your pardon? Uh, lockpicks in a shotgun? And a shotgun. Uh, wait, can I make uh, an amendment to that? How about a locksmith and a cheapy one that's probably late on renewing their license? A uh, locksmith? Uh, yes, I sub yes, uh, I, we can do this for you. Yes, yes, we shall. Um, for today or tomorrow? Uh, immediately, please. I have okay. accidentally oh. locked my suitcase before I forgot to take my puppies out oh. hey <laughs> i look talk. over oh okay <laughs> he's gonna go get it i just want to know if he believes you or not no he doesn't believe a damn thing you're saying and you're like puppies <laughs> in this suitcase and he turns to joseph did you translate that correctly <laughs> Those... well, hey what are you french keep your puppies uh, it's in uh, yards, in uh, homes, not in boxes. That, uh, Get with man in the new world. We keep them in suitcases. It's sometimes uh, it's a problem. There's too many puppies. I, I will. And I hear they're being shot in the dark. <laughs> oh goodness, you shoot, Monsieur. You cannot shoot puppies in this establishment. This is, is that... this is just just it's just a what just a locksmith. It just if you could point us to a locksmith, that would be yeah. wonderful. I, you know. I, will, I, I will call one and they can come to your room if that is what you prefer. Yes. You no, know, Grigori. Yes. If you were to find a partner, you could use your current predicament for some fun. I hear what you're saying. I do. What would Joseph think to our lovers? <laughs> I think it's, I'd like to ask. Go ahead. Parlez-vous français, as they say in France. Uh, what happens? I don't. I'm. I'm done with that line of thought. Please continue. <laughs> uh, real quick, um, just for from a role perspective, um, can I roll like a spot hidden or something just to see if I was followed leaving the library? Absolutely. Yes. Go ahead. Uh, that is a twenty-eight under sixty for the spot hidden. You do, in fact, notice uh, that there are two men uh, on the on the street uh, that are uh, dressed in sort of these long, dark trench coats, these dark fedoras. Uh, they have them kind of pushed down very closely over their faces, so you can't really make them out too well. Uh, wind has kicked up, no snow yet, but it is getting darker on your way back. They do follow you for a bit, yes? 
um, can I can I do a different role to see if I am able to try to drop the uh, trail sure. before going straight to the hotel? I think a stealth makes most sense. Just go ahead and roll a stealth test for this. Yeah, okay. Uh, I've only got a 20, so I'm going to take an audience for that and see how I do. <laughs> it's an 85. There's okay. not enough luck on my sheet to... Uh, so I... I feel this seems like a situation where I think I lost them. Mm -hmm. I think that's exactly what it is. At a certain point, as you make a series of turns, you kind of left-hand turn, right-hand turn, go down an alley, kind of try to disappear into a crowd that's crossing a street at one point. And you look back, you're a few blocks away from the hotel and you don't see any sign of them. So you return to the hotel, proud of yourself for having, uh, having eluded your tail. Okay. We will say so then we'll fast there's sort of a, Jump in yeah. the conversation. I'll make sure that uh, everyone knows that we're I'm being tailed. But I got rid of them. I, <laughs> I, I I made I made turns and I doubled back, and I made sure that they were not following. But everyone should look out because that librarian told them our business. Well, mm. excellent. That is quite shameful. I've been good on you, though, turning into a modern day spy. Quite proud of you. Well, I got arrested. Look at these. Oh dear goodness! Well, I now I now I understand why. We're gonna go shoot them off in the room. Okay. Do you want to come with us? Yes, it's gonna be quite fun. I was going to suggest we perhaps go to a park or somewhere outside. We could shoot them off in a park too. Doesn't doesn't have to be here. It's true. <laughs> I don't think France has any rules with discharge of firearms and city limits. Well, I. Uh, I'm unaware of, of, of such things, but yes, we should certainly uh, take care of that situation. No, no I, I'm, I'm game to see what happens. It's not the first time I've had fun with handcuffs in a park. Do you, do, you, do, you need a, do you need a handkerchief there, Mr. Tidwell? Well, the funny thing is, I, I think it's actually paint. I think, <laughs> I think I'm going to look like this for some time. I've made a huge mistake again. And, Pema is going to like pull out like a handkerchief sort of like from her pocket and just, you know, kind of do the, you know, kind of like try to at the corners and it's lead paint all over your face. It is. I on one hand, I look less well, like a fish. On the other hand, I look like a mime. Well, <laughs> if there are individuals that are trying to trace us down, this interestingly would make it even easier for them to do that. I might have some vaseline or something that might be able to uh get rid of that yes but at least he looks less green around yes. the gills yes it's true it, indeed indeed okay we will say at a certain point the concierge returns with one of the handymen who work in the hotel uh with his toolbox and i assume you went back up to your rooms Yes. So they'll hunt down they'll hunt down gregory's room so whoever's staying with gregory or however how you're splitting up the rooms uh, you'll hear a knock on the door and you'll see the concierge. You'll see a man with, uh, you know, with a, with a toolbox. And, uh, and he says, uh, this is, uh, this is Henri. He is one of, uh, uh he is, uh, he works here with the hotel. He is, uh, an exceptional, uh, machinist. I'm sure he could, uh, lend his services. And he kind of just kind of hangs the word services just sort of hangs in the air and he puts a hand out. Uh, Mr. Bangora, I haven't figured out the secrets to tipping this one. I think he's uh, 
Okay, well, and I'll uh, I'll go ahead and give a proper tip. Okay. Uh, sure. Uh, roll. Uh, actually, no. I mean, you're spending. I'm looking at you. you. Like, I actually read a little bit about how gear and cash work. Finally, your spending level is fifty bucks. I don't think you've 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 purchased, but you've purchased the uh, the statue today. So yes. I think Killian's actually probably running low on cash right now. Oh my gosh! Is yeah. my credit rating how many dollars I can spend a day? No. So basically, the way it works is if you look on your gear and cash tab. You have a spending level of basically fifty bucks. Where if you spend, if you purchase, if you purchase anything at any point that's like fifty bucks or under, or you know roughly that, it's cool. We hand wave it, no big deal. Uh, and if you overdo it, like you're doing it a bunch, uh, then you know whatever. Uh, you do have three hundred bucks cash. So and so do you, uh, Killian. So essentially, what you can do is you can we would deplete your cash. Is essentially what we would do. It's not really a big deal, but I just read the rules, so I'm, ah. I'm stating. <laughs> Pella hey. has eighty dollars in cash. Um, yeah. And she's been at the library. So all of you are I here. Just, I'm not going to make a big deal about it. All of you are here. You can pull some cash together and you can give over a proper tip. Just a question is, is do you want I'm, them to not say anything? I'm going to give an extra. So it will be tip plus. Um, okay. Yes, we've to the concierge. I say we give the standard tip and then give up the boots out of here. You oh, goodness. Okay. And then. This handyman, I am going to pay an obscene amount of money to. You know, okay. I don't think that, I don't think that that's a very good way to promote discretion. Well, that's why we're going to pay this one to be extra quiet. Yes, but a concierge knows things, and yes. if a concierge knows things, then people usually ask them. So, if they have received enough incentive. To not say anything. I'll lean I... out. Concierge, come back. So you open the door. He's on the ground where you kicked him out, and he's rubbing his ass. And he's like, "What? What is this? What did? Why did you do this to me?" I uh, will turn my back, and I will rummage through my wallet so he doesn't see my handcuffs, and then I'll turn back around with the jacket over my hands, and I'll just drop a hundred bucks at him. Oh, oh, well, thank you, uh, Monsieur. I what was rude, and this is my deepest apology. Farewell. Rude? Of course you were not rude. You were being French. And then he left. I give him another 20 and send him on his way. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. I, I, believe, okay. I believe there is an expectation of discretion. Of course. Of course. Uh, of course. Uh, have a good evening. And if you need a reservation, a local restaurant, uh, please uh, see me in the lobby. Good day. If you have anybody at the spa that does uh, facials, I would appreciate their expertise. I'm sure we could. Uh, oh dear, you uh, are you a mime, sir? It was meant to be sensitive. a short excursion. Oh. I thought it was a temporary training session. It was in fact paint. Oh, uh, well, Henri does have uh, certain uh, paint thinners. He might be able to rub it on your face. Uh, it's possible. You might ask him. He has uh, a whole workshop in the basement. Wonderful. Henri, we're going to become best friends. And you, sir, thank you for your help. Uh, of course, Can't of course. Take a paint in a bath. Okay. So he's going to leave, and we'll say, we'll just kind of go through this. Uh, we'll say that your your manacles are off, no problem. You've paid them so well, you, you do have confidence that they are probably going to keep this between you all. Uh, I will say that Joseph, 
Uh, you can get most of the paint off. It still looks a little weird and flaky. It's probably mm-hmm. going to take a couple days, but you get a lot of it off. And plus the stuff where you like kind of paint thin it away is all kind of reddish and stuff. You're not looking great. It's going to be a couple days probably before. Uh, I would say okay. at any point, I've never looked good to begin with. If we ever do like a, we'll, we'll probably just say if you ever try to do like a charm test over the next like day or two, well, it's, maybe we throw a penalty die in there just because of how oh, yeah. disturbing you look, but it'll go away in a day or two. Uh, and at long last, as by the time this is all done, uh, it is well past dark. Uh, you all, however, have managed to flee the police uh, after the craziness that went down at the flea mm. market. Pema has many things to share. Uh, tell me what y'all, are you doing anything more this evening? Are we moving on to the next day? Uh, what's next? I'm good for a nap. My, my primary Do- motivation is retiring to the um, bar for drinks. I mean, perhaps we should wait a day, but there was that, uh, the, the, the black, uh, the, the, the Cove Noir. Mm-hmm. But it may not hurt if we let things die down a bit before we go do that. I agree. Well, perhaps I should uh, journey downstairs and bring something up for us. That would be amazing. Chilled vodka, please. And a carafe if they have it. I believe we have some else. options for tomorrow, places that we can go investigate i myself was going to go for an aviation you just want vodka yes very well okay we'll say everything you get you get your drinks you get your food no issues whatsoever retire for the evening morning comes eventually no issues no police knocking on your door in the middle of the night looking for you uh nothing of that sort what's the plan for today uh, how how are we going about this? What's next? So the Cove Noir, that's the catacombs? Mm-hmm. No, that's the creepy shop that sells mm. evil stuff. You know, we got that and the catacombs. You know, Joseph. Yeah. Yes. Uh, part of what I was required to do was to allow for a certain uh, fantasy to be played out. Um, and part of my doing that would require me to sometimes look a little bit different than I am, you know, some of a different station. And, uh, well, since you may be in need of looking different, I have this here disguise kit I could use on you. It wouldn't be my first time I started the morning in makeup. Yes. Um, it's quite useful. Comes handy in a pinch. Um, so I'm going to use it to try and disguise joseph to look less fishy i put myself in your capable hands go ahead and roll disguise test it's fine okay let's see here so working through some of the things that you found uh (laughs) pema found a few things at the library uh you all kind of got you, you you've kind of got some clarification on the milan connection like there was that sale that the professor had in his notes but no clear like follow up. They did rec, you know, they did suggest that there is another. There are other other places that you could potentially speak uh, if there's there's folks who might have like more of an occult leaning who might know something about it, might not. Um, but the, and then there was like some sightseeing bits that uh, that have been referenced a few times. So and then we have the. Sorry, I was looking at my notes while you were saying that we have the asylum. Mm. I'm going to use uh, bits to increase my chance by ten. <laughs> Sure. I got it. Okay. Nice. Uh, so yeah, you do make him look uh, 
There's definitely still some slight discoloration, which goes like the back <laughs> of his head is kind of green. The front of his head is sort of pinkish now, but like there's that de- you've definitely covered up some of the flake, the flaky bits. He, he looks better. Uh, if someone were to look, get really close to his face, they would probably notice, but from a distance, you know, of like 20 feet or something like that, they probably wouldn't mm-hmm. do any kind of uh, double take. So you, you do good work. Cillian. Oh, thank you. Well played. Um, thank you. So when I was doing my research yesterday, I discovered information about the asylum and also information that there's some things that went to the treasury. Mm-hmm. So want to look around and make sure that we are not being followed by these Turkish individuals. What did they look like? And I'll kind of give the description of kind of mean faced. Um, and then, you know, when I saw them kind of following me, I'll describe them as best I could. Do with the description, do any of those match the skinned men who died multiple times before we left? Um, no, uh, I would say it does not. She didn't get a very good look at them. Uh, they didn't look like one of the, the Mehmet uh, Makriats. No, uh, all the library attendant said was that she thought they were Turkish, probably because they were speaking Turkish uh, when she wasn't around. Uh, that's that's probably all you had. Otherwise, they were just sort of dressed in dark clothing and they had hats. I would say if you ask that question, Gregory, one place that did come up was when Joseph dove into the cold, icy water when you were doing your transfer over in Calais uh, to get on a train to Paris. You did see a pair of men in similar garb of whether they're the same people or not. You're not sure. But the the, the basic description seems to align. Hmm. Very well. And so I just I want to I want to clarify something for Pema really really quick. So the treasury stuff. Remember that specifically, it said that the statuette was incomplete. So it was like missing pieces. The the incomplete bits were you know it was kind of brought over. So and I do I didn't I don't I don't want to I want you guys to think that you have to go break into the national French treasury. <laughs> no, no, that's not no. where this adventure is going. <laughs> Challenge <again>. accepted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. uh, I think Pema would want to um, see if there was anything that, that could be done um, at the asylum. I think Pema would want to go poking around uh, there because that was sort of the last kind of end of the of Fenelik sort of story. So if anyone else would like to. Yeah, I'll come along. Sure. Okay. Uh, Joseph or Killian? Of course I will. Let's do it. Okay. okay. All right. Uh, so let's see. Who here? Uh, okay. Uh, sure. I, I would say a couple of you have been to France before. You can probably speak with the concierge if you're trying to get, to, you know, if you're getting directions. Um so you, you go down to the lobby, you try to get an idea of exactly where Cherenjin Asylum is. Uh, and when you ask about it, actually, uh, the concierge, oh, where have I heard that uh, before? I just heard that name recently. Where was it? What was it? What was it? Oh, yes. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, and you see he kind of like scurries away, like mid-sentence uh, away from you all, kind of rudely, uh, but then returns uh, with a newspaper, a day or so old, uh, and kind of, oh, yes, here, here it is, right here. And he kind of hands it over uh, to, I don't know, let's see, Grigori. Uh, yes. It's probably the wrong choice because it's a yes. French newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> here you go, monsieur. Yeah, right here. And he points to an article within it 
uh, and you look down and you cannot read what he is pointing at. Uh, how I don't do know what it says, but it looks very elegant. Uh, <laughs> I will helplessly look at my friend. Someone please read to <laughs> Tamo me. Tamo will sort of kind of look, look over his shoulder. Okay. Uh, yes, this one here is talking about a chocolate chip cookie recipe. How interesting. So, Pema, as you take a look at it, uh, you are able to, and I've shared it with you all, both the French and the English version. So if you would like to read it, Pema, you can go right ahead. Uh, yes, uh, obituary, correct? Yep. That is correct. Okay. Uh, no, uh, Mr. Kozel, I believe you might have missed a word or two. Uh, no, it, it says, nos plerons les perts. I'm pretty sure that means three cups flour. Yeah, you know, no, no. Unfortunately, this is is actually an, an obituary. Uh, uh, so I think that word says hospital. For uh, Doctor uh, Etienne Delplace, uh, we mourn the loss of our esteemed director, uh, a man of high of the highest professional standards and a true pioneer in the field of neurology. His loss by tragic accident comes as a great blow. We at the hospital. Mr. Bangor, you are correct. We at the hospital extend our heartfelt sympathies to his family, hoping that they may overcome their grief in time. Uh, the doctor will be missed by the Charenton community, Paris at large, the glorious nation of France, and civilized men everywhere. Uh, Dr. Francois Larue, acting directory. That is Charenton, where we were just going to, to go. Hmm. Well, I hate to say coincidences and all that, but a place that could be on our itinerary is suddenly greeted with death before we can arrive. This is uh, by an accident. Yes. By tragic accident, that is all it says. Uh, we could perhaps try to find more information out about the accident, perhaps in another paper, uh, or we can, might be a good way to go to this place and they might have more visitors because of this. Good with that. I was worried you were going to say we could go talk to the police about it. And that would be a terrible idea. I have an in there. I, I You have quite the knack, Mr. Bangara. So are we... Thank you, uh, Mr. Uh, you, uh, you're welcome. Leon. His hand just again seems to be out in this constant... Uh, like Mr. Leon, you are so. Why are your hands uh, so warm? Helpful. And now that I know I have fifty dollars a day, I gladly slide <laughs> a fifty upon his palm. And you don't have any money for the rest of the day, so he takes that fifty. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, so what right. you guys we are like all traveling do? as a group. That's fair. Yeah. Someone else has lunch. Very well. I do. I do hope that someday when I pass, that someone considers it uh, necessary to say that my losses uh, be missed by the entire nation. What is I that? would agree. So your work in zoology and the caretaking you do at the zoo, those poor animals. This, this doctor must have been quite successful in his field to have civilized men everywhere. I wonder Missing. if it's got anything to do with those zoos they have here. Yes, we should go check them out. Oh God! Okay, <laughs> so are we actually are we going to go to the asylum? Is that the plan? Yes. Okay, so we will say then that you get some travel and you head over. There's not that far away, uh, so you're able to get there relatively quickly. 
Uh, and when you do, uh, it is, um, it's, 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 uh, it's basically, a, it's an enormous structure, uh, with like kind of Italian style architecture, at least like roofs and arcades and such it's large stone walls. Uh, you can see they're lined with barred windows here and there, uh, surrounding the compound. You can see there's this iron gate that comes to an arched entrance, which is kind of where you're standing and, uh, the, or where you're kind of starting to walk up now, having just been let off by maybe a taxi or something. There's this long winding driveway that leads up to the main building. Uh, you can see that it's winter time, so like there's not a whole lot of blooming flowers, but it does seem to be a very well-tended place. You can see manicured bushes and such here and there. Uh, but overall, it does kind of very kind of a gray day today, and uh, sort of approaching it overall is just uh, does have a, a bit of an unease to it, especially considering it's an asylum. Um, now, when you arrive, uh, there is a main hall uh, when you go in, uh, like you can kind of go in the, the public entrance and you do see that there is uh, a woman uh, kind of sitting behind this uh, behind this desk. She has basically a, a kind of a, a nurse's hat and a little looks like a kind of a little name tag. Uh, and she uh, she looks up at you all as you you walk in all five uh, and you can hear the sounds in the distance of people talking down hallways. You can see there's that kind of frosted glass here and there uh, and different wings kind of going off in different directions, stairs going up. Uh, and she speaks uh, in French. Uh, and she says, uh, what can I do for you today? Are you all together or separate? We are all together been practicing allow me to handle this or say trevant les toilets toilets i beg in your button uh roll i'm roll really test. terrible at this language roll someone else test. save me oh roll what does do it do it you never I don't know? have french i have any yeah that's what that's what you do yes okay uh, you got this you gotta roll out one oh i'm off by 10 percent spend the you, luck luckily we have we have audience i'm going to Take all that, that stuff out before we roll. I'll take yes, it. I'll take it for tonight. Uh, I'll take you. it for tonight. It's fine. And she's like, uh, the, the bathroom? Uh, do not have a public bathroom. I am sorry. It is only for staff and for uh, for people who are here. Your accent is very curious. Uh, uh, you are not French, I believe. And she's speaking <clears throat> like really fast, using tons of vocabulary. And you're just like. Woof, woof. Oh, um, I didn't understand a bit of that then. No, you understood uh, no. <laughs> That's probably <not> no. <laughs> well, I'm sorry to say, speaking in English to the rest of the party here, they do not know this man. I asked and they said no. I it's, uh, just it, I think I think you could get further if you said mad. What is that word? It's a magic word. It it makes all French people like you. Turnabout mad. Yeah. Get out of here this instance. And she threw it. No, uh, she says, uh, say when you pass gas. <laughs> Monsieur, I am very busy. If you have something that you wish to say, uh, if you are here to visit a patient, uh, the, whatever it might be, please uh, state your business. But otherwise, I must return to my duties. This is still in French. Yeah. I mean, Joseph I'm, and Pema are there. I'm, yeah, we're translating. Almost all of it yeah. at this point. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. like we're translating to make sure that everybody can get involved in the conversation. Okay. Um, um, I'm going to assume that like patient privacy isn't what it is nowadays. So um, 
Pema's going to try going a little. Um, we're actually, um, as you can tell, we're not uh, native French, uh, but we're doing some research because she has some papers um, from the uh, university in London to kind of, and it was, it was intended to help her get into the, the French library, but she wants to try to use it to kind of make this look official that we're kind of doing some research. And so we kind of need some information. I see. I see. Uh, okay. Uh, roll. Okay. Roll. I won't make you roll French, but I find that kind of irritating. I'm going to do that all the time. Uh, you can roll a persuasion test. You can roll uh, I think that sort of makes sense. Um, I will give you a bonus die since you're actually showing like official documents to suggest that you actually are doing something of research, but you still will need to roll that. Other people can can try to lend aid. Now, by the way, bonus die in this game, it's not just one. You can actually get more. So if other people are actually mm. trying to contribute in a way to help her, it's possible she could get a, a second or a third as well. So if anyone wants to contribute. Anyone going to help me out? Otherwise, I got a 10% in Persuade. So. No, no, I've done my damage. I'm uh, I'm setting this out. Well, you know, if you could be so kind as to um, take pity on us, we are severely out of our element. Um, perhaps there's some way we can return the favor. Okay. Uh, Pema, since Cillian is trying to put on the charm, it's less effective when it has to come through a translation, but it's nonetheless, he's, he's, he's helping as well. Uh, he's, he's being presentable leaning and friendly and kind. Heavily yeah, into body, body language. Exactly. Yeah. Like leaning <laughs> on, doing the, like, the classic <laughs> thing. Yeah. Uh, I'll give you okay. two bonus die. So go ahead, Pema. All right. So it's going to be 40, um, so I'm going from out of 40 to an audience and then two. What? Okay. Sorry, I'm starting at 10. Okay. And I'm getting 10 from Cillian? No, that's no a bonus die, meaning an extra an extra D10, an extra 10s die. So, okay, got it, got it, got it. Okay. So, so basically roll one single digit D10 and then roll two D100s or yeah. three D100s, excuse me. Well, uh, my rolling continues to be uh, not so good. So the first one is at 95. So let's see if it gets better the second time. Okay. That is a 65. Okay. And one more, I think. Get one more. Uh, and, you, you, and, and by the way, you shouldn't... What, what was the first thing you roll at 95? You're, you're, yeah. you should, you're not re-rolling the single digits die, right? Correct. I'm leaving the five. Yeah. Because there's a 95 and then a 65 and then a 55. Okay. Go ahead and roll a third one. That was all three. 95, Wait, so 65, 55. Okay. Do you have enough luck to close the distance? You have 11 luck. Okay. Uh, she will say to you, uh, I'm very sorry, but uh, this is not a good time. Uh, we are very busy. Uh, the staff is currently mourning the loss of a uh, of uh, our former director. And there is, a, uh, there is a significant amount of work to do. We are... Welcoming a new director, in that, uh, as you can imagine, the changeover in leadership is uh, is uh, taxing uh, our abilities uh, currently. I didn't think is uh, is this a good time. Uh, I can uh, perhaps make an appointment uh, for you with uh, Doctor Leroux. I will speak with his assistant. Uh, or any of you um, doctors yourself, uh, if you are, that might uh, that might uh, accelerate matters more. Uh, uh, no, it, and what, what is the tragic accidents that happens? Uh, right. just, what, 
That is all I'm liberty to say. Uh, it was an accident. Uh, we have, as I said, we have a loss. Uh, I am not permitted to speak any further on this, and I would uh, politely ask you to respect uh, the privacy of this institution and the people who work here. Thank you. What did she say? Grandma? <laughs> Uh, to, she, they're they're busy. We can make an appointment with the new, with the new doctor. Oh well, perhaps if we make that appointment, uh, wouldn't hurt if they made it too sweet. Again, it's just not the flirtation's just not working. Like yeah, the translation, yeah, it's just he's, not quite working. He um, doesn't. He's not getting it. So, so Pema's. So I'll I'll go ahead and make the appointment then. Okay, I mean, you could do that. All, all, all I was going to say is that you're trying to get in through as researchers doesn't seem to be working. If somebody else has a different tact that they would like to take, you're welcome to do that. Otherwise, uh, she'll just take your name, your contact information, and someone from the office will contact you when an available time uh, opens up. I mean, is it possible with some time going by to like try and take uh, take stock of it? Like, clearly, she's not the sort of person that wants to be. Uh, Charm, but maybe we could try and take her measure, see what sort of things do interest her. Maybe a patient comes by and she interacts with them in a certain way or something. Uh, okay. Uh, you can roll. I mean, you could roll psychology. That sounds like the most the best thing to try to get a sense of like what might work for her. Yeah, I'll take a ten. Because why not? That get me up to a whopping forty nine. So 49. 63. So 14 luck if you want to pass. Okay, I'll do it. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get that luck one way or another. And then I'm gonna <laughs> spring the monster. Uh, I know. Okay. I know. So I would say if you're kind of waiting around a bit, it's not even so much as she's the way she's you know interacting with the patient or other staff. It's just you definitely get the sense that she's very busy. Uh and in some ways she's very cranky. Uh Joseph, you also I would say because specifically you are French, you overhear an interaction she has with one of these other staff saying how she is so busy with all this paperwork. I could not even get breakfast this morning. I'm so, so, so terribly, I want to have a break, but there is no one to, to relieve me and I am stuck here. So you get the sense that she's like very cranky, very upset. She's on, she's on the clock, but she doesn't want to be there any longer. Um, and she can't get away. And every time she tries to ask somebody else for a help, they're, they're just unwilling to help. So bribery might be a way about this. Seems to be the case. Did someone say my name? I'm sorry. Uh, no, I've already bribed the concierge today. Oh, I couldn't take care of it. Seems that the poor thing is famished. Indeed. Quick, but throw money at her. Well, I think we should throw money at someone who has some food to offer. So uh, I'll step I outside. I believe I just saw... A we passed a shop along the way. Yeah, I'll step outside and look for um, something sure. that's per particularly comforting when you're stressed out. Uh, just Coffee down the street. street. Yeah, just down the street. There's a you know, there's a cafe, you know, small bakery, coffee, that kind of thing. You might be able to do something. Yeah, I'll uh, get a nice little care package. Um, okay. Um. I'll tell you what, while you're here, you roll either spot hidden or psychology while you're here, Killian. Where is everybody else, by the way? You're just kind of lingering back. We're uh, just loitering. To, yeah, right inside. Uh, Seriously, if you don't leave, I'm going to cost security. This I, is, this I, is gone. I don't speak French, lady. Sorry. <laughs> you can keep uh, jib jib jabbering, and I don't understand Americans, any of it. So ridiculous. 
How many of those uh, 10% raises do we have? We've got like tons. We have we? plenty. You can, right, only use, you can only use a max of two. So you can only get a max of 20. Oh, uh, yeah, I'll use one. So I did it with that. Okay, fair enough. Uh, you do notice that there is, uh, you can, as you were waiting around inside, uh, and even as you were coming and going from the asylum, you, you, you saw some people, you see uniforms and things, you see like nursing uniforms, you see, you know, work, office workers, uh, but you've also seen like orderly, uh, uniforms as well. Uh, and you do notice that there are a couple folks in here that are kind of coming and going, uh, that are, are wearing the same kind of uniform that might be. Uh, that might be suitable for, for Charrington. Uh, they all kind of have a very, they all look very distraught, very like kind of stressed a bit, uh, much like the, the woman uh, at the front desk. Uh, each one Ooh. of them you're, you're noticing uh, kind of has that feel. Some of them look as though they might not have slept for some time. Uh, others kind of look like they're just, just sort of kind of lost in a different world. Like they're just sort of, um, you know, like it's the morning, but this is, this is more than just tiredness. They just feel kind of out of sorts, exhausted. Uh, but you're kind of getting this general feel, uh, whenever you come across any of the people who have worked, uh, who, who work at this place that you're, they just feel a little bit off distressed in some way. Yeah. I won't say anything or do anything yet because I, I can't really speak to them very well at all. So I will make note of that. And, um, I'll, I'll get the care package and bring it back to, um, and I'll, and I'll get enough for, so that everyone can eat. So I'm pretty sure that's going to use all my 50 for the day. And, um, then, uh, I'll bring it to the woman who my charms so miserably failed on and, mm-hmm. um, through translation and I'll, I'll be sure to offer that to her first and, um, uh, yeah, and then okay. Go see ahead. how she reacts. Go ahead and roll a charm test, and you can take a you can take a bonus die since you're bringing her food. Uh, she's currently mumbling under her breath, and I would say Pema might be there translating or Joseph or whoever, uh, but she's mumbling under her breath about these uh, obnoxious uh, Americans. This one over here, he keeps uh, jib jabbering. What is what's this jib jabbering? I did. Uh, is this? I did. Mm-hmm. We do not have this word in France. Jib jib jabbering. You missed the jib in there, lady. <laughs> security, security, get this man out of here. Um, I actually managed to pull out a Snickers, be- even though oh it may not exist yet. Uh, that's <laughs> a one. She's hungry. That's a one. Yeah. And she looks over uh, at you, and you just so happen to pick the perfect thing, like her exactly what you would normally get. Very simple. Coffee and croissant. That's it. Very simple, but the very simplicity of it is just, oh, you are a lifesaver. Thank you so much. And she like reaches over, pulls you across, and just gives you a big kiss on the cheek. You are like, okay. And then then she looks over at Pema, and then she looks at you again. Fine, I shall. Okay. Since you have been so kind, I shall return this favor. Uh, Come with me. I shall meet you to Dr. LaRose's office. Now, I must, um, I must admit I must warn you that uh, Madame Roginet, uh, she is not the, uh, she is his assistant. Uh, she is much less um, accommodating than I am. Uh, she is the one who will determine whether or not you see. Uh, make sure that you provide uh, ample reason to speak with the doctor. Uh, and I would might add that he is a very 
conservative and professional man, and uh, you uh, do our best to maintain an air of professionalism. Uh, if there is something in your research that might uh, involve uh, his his own, uh, that could possibly uh, earn you an audience. Uh, however, I, I can assure you, uh, your charms will not work on Madame Orochnia. She is, uh, well, you would see. And she knocks on the door. You can see, like, Dr. You know, Dr. Laura's office, she pushes open the door and you can see uh, as you come in, there is a woman uh, sitting, very, fairly bulky woman uh, sitting with, you know, right at this uh, at this desk. And she just sort of looks up at you all and she sighs and they ex- do like an exchange back and forth. And uh, she kind of explains that who you are and they're, who you are and how you're looking to see the doctor and, and such. Um, you can tell that the the office is is not it's definitely in transition as you can see that there are several like open crates here and there, like, you know, file folders, boxes and stuff that look to be kind of being shift around. You see another door that seems to go into wherever, uh, the actual doctor's office is. This is sort of like an ante room. Uh, but when you, when after a moment, your, your new friend from the front of the, uh, hospital just departs and you all are left with Madame Roginier. I think I actually have some some photo. I have a photo of her, uh, but she looks at you and very seriously and very tersely state your business quickly. Uh, okay, go ahead and leave. The, I don't think this is all in French as well. The, yeah, it's in French, but I'm always presuming that as long as Joseph or Pema are there, that there's translation that's happening. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, I guess that's it's all what... on Pema. Nobody speaks the king's English here. What kind of country is this? <laughs> yes, hello. <gasps> Um, a different one. <laughs> we we came to inquire about uh, um, uh, Doctor. Uh, I can't. I don't know how to pronounce that. Uh, Adam, I forgot how to pronounce. Etienne uh, Double Yeah. Um, oh, uh, yes. there's the there's the the deceased one was Doctor uh, Etienne, mm-hmm. uh, but then the one that's in that that's actually in the office is Doctor Leroux. Okay. Um. So. Um. I just basically make introductions and say that um, we're here to inquire about uh, 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 the doctor and uh, what happened, basically. Um, She sighs. Then you have wasted your time, and now you have wasted mine. We will not talk about it. You can leave now. Goodbye. And that is like the extent of it. Perhaps we, we might not actually need to speak directly with uh, Dr. LaRue, we're trying to, to gather some some information that, that might just be uh, uh, records that perhaps could be shared. And so kind of Pemmel will go into the whole spiel about, you know, kind of the papers and the research and, you know, we're here from London. And But what research are you specifically looking to glean? Uh, you can, you've gotten completely shut down twice whenever you've asked about the deceased, um, the deceased doctor. Uh, so what is it you're trying to say here and what is it you're trying to acquire? Why you think about that, I'm going to say those that aren't talking right now, so Killian and Pema have been talking, I'll let Joseph, Grigori, Reginald, the three of you can make uh, a spot hidden test if you like. Um, but I would make Grigori and Reginald, you're going to need to make a hard success. And I'm only going to, I'm only doing that because it's, uh, like the labels are in, you know, and of stuff around here. Most of the stuff's in French. Very well. Ah, I did it. Okay. 
I think uh, two stars means yes. Yes, you're good. Ice. Yes. Okay. Uh, Joseph, you're probably busy no. occasionally trying to uh, trying to help translate here and there. Maybe you're kind of distracted. But Grigori, now you have been working on your French. I am. Not only that, you did briefly see the um, you did briefly see the the article from this morning that was handed to you. Uh, you notice as you're looking around uh, that there are these crates as you're kind of waiting for Pema and Killian and, and, and Joseph to try to figure out a way to talk to this guy. You do notice that there are uh, some crates and these crates, uh, a couple of them actually, oh, excuse me, one in particular uh, looks to be like partially open. There's like this uh, kind of chipboard covering that's slid off to the side, but you notice that it specifically says um, E del Plast, like the name of the uh, like the name of the, uh, the guy who died, uh, events 1923. So like, meaning it's like, it seems to be like referencing to like this year cause it's 1923. Uh, but specifically it seems like reference, like it's, it's some of the guys things like, and not only that, but it, it actually looks like there's somehow there's like a journal you think in there like maybe a series mm. of journals that are all kind of stacked together but like the most recent one seems to be up on the top very well i see this and i am going to look over at it mr tidwell and mr abernathy and i'll be like i'm gonna eat like that right there right there. give me a distraction boys Brett, fall that's exactly what I was about to say. Look at you in his mouth, the word rat fall. Oh, dear God. I, I go to blow my nose. Allergies. Terrible this time of year. And I go to throw it away, and clearly I slip, and I fall, and I stumble past the trash can. Okay, so, Joseph, you're, you start to go back to your physical comedy roots as you start stumbling uh, over the gr uh, the garbage mm -hmm. uh, can. Meanwhile, Pema and Killian have been in a, a conversation where this one was just like, no, no. How many times do I have to tell you? Oh, what are you doing? Oh, you buffoon. You are making this place. Oh, I just emptied. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Gregory or Reginald, uh, one of you can make a sleight of hand test. Uh, if you want to try to reach in and grab some of this, I'll. I yes. How I'm quite good at sleight of hand. I don't you know. You got are. it, my friend. All I right. know this from traveling <laughs> with you. I was about to point at you, like you take success. That's good. I was just going to grab the box and run. <laughs> I think you did. Who's me? Sorry. I am. You reach oh. in, you grab what you can grab, and you just sort of tuck it underneath your jacket, like maybe in your in your waistline, and let your jacket kind of cover it in the back. And yeah, you can. And and so at this point, like she's yelling, and that, and finally she's just had enough. That's it. You are gone. Goodbye, all of you. Out now. Out. 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 And she just is sort of pushing, pushing. Get out. Out now. Out now. And so uh, all of you summarily get escorted out of the office. Uh, of, of Dr. Leroux, having not gotten to see him, you pass by the uh, uh, the woman who is eating her croissant and drinking her coffee. She raises a cup, and then she sees the anger of like Madame uh, the the assistant, uh, and she's just sort of like, eh. <laughs> and then you all leave. Uh, 
and I will share with uh, with Reginald what he found. Uh, let me get it up. I do have a handout for this, pretty sure. Uh, okay, so uh, let's see. I'll show this to everyone. Show the Journal of Dr. Del Plus. Okay, so there are, obviously, uh, this is going to take some time to read through. So we can say you go and read at the cafe or you go and get lunch or whatever it might be. Right. Uh, but but you sit down and you start pouring through it. There are four entries if we want to do like everyone rum, you know reads one of these, uh, some of these. So uh, Matt, if you want to read that first one. Yes, sure. You can do it. I know. I'm, just, I'm reading through it as you say. <laughs> No, okay. Uh, a dismaying event late last night. Uh, nurse one Guma of Fourth Ward entered the cellars without authorization there. After suffering a painful wound to his right arm collapsed. Another nurse, P. Mandarin, investigated Guma's absence and after some time discovered Gumar on the floor in severe shock. Treatment was prompt and eviscerous. Efficacious, but upon efficacious. efficacious, thank you. Upon regaining consciousness this morning, Guma began raving to me about being attacked by a dead man. For the moment, I have placed him in room thirteen and notified his landlady was dis in indisposition. Alas, with Guma was another man with one unknown to this institution and in tragic physical condition. Uh, many grave questions must be answered. Uh, Adam, you want to read the next one? Yeah. Um, I began to question Gumar about the stranger. Is he a patient? What is his name? How long had Gumar kept him down here? Had Gumar kept the stranger there for a long time? Long enough that the mortar sealing the room had cured to such condition? And he given him nourishment? How had he survived? I am moving the stranger to my private wing for the moment, treating the man as inconsequential derelict until more evidence is found. Chuck, you want to read the next one? Absolutely. All right. Even in a fresh bed, the stranger's appearance is horrifying. Given small amounts of broth, he merely regurgitates it. He takes no nourishment, yet he lives in a catatonic state. Would electroshock revive him? And Jeremy, can you read the last? After several applications, the stranger woke, but so weakened that he could not move. He whined and begged in different and very old forms of Greek and Latin, tales of cities crumbling and of other darker things. What a mystery, man. It is almost easier to think we have tapped some form of group, mind, or racial memory. And as you guys are, are sitting there uh, in your cafe, you're drinking your coffee, your tea, you're eating your croissants and other pastries, you're reading through this. Uh, we will end there midday, having uh, acquired another handout. Okay, good to go. Hey, Exciting. everybody's in jail. <laughs> We're not uh, yet. <laughs> yet. <laughs> I we do, made it. There's time. I do like how yes. you went to two cities. In both those cities, there's been some legal trouble already. It's about right. You're two for two. Two for two. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. All right. We have some leads. Uh, so look over some of the things that you found, especially Pema in the in, in the library and such. There there are some leads if you dig into them. Uh, they are there, uh, but you have you have started to pull out one of the threads. But there are others as well uh, that we might be able to dig into at some point. 
Uh, but why don't we go ahead and do some closing plugs and then we'll get out of here. So Jeremy, tell us about this Patreon. Yeah, Aaron Reese on Patreon. If you get comics, maps, tokens of fun assets, check it out. Fantastic. Chuck, what's going on on Defenders? Uh, yeah, so Wednesday, uh, we're doing some Alien, All Fear of the Ishtar. Jeremy and Jeff are hanging out for that. Uh, Friday, we should be back to America. That's Dungeon Crawl Classics in the American post-apocalyptic fun times. Uh, and then I have no idea what Saturday is. Okay, right on. Oh, it's uh, something with Adam. That's it. Well, Adam, you want to tell us what that is and other things going on with Grim and Perilous? Uh, yeah. So uh, first off, what I want to talk about is uh, an amazing adventure written by uh, the one, the only Chuck. And uh, it was released a little bit earlier, but it is now available on print on demand. Um, so if uh, you want to see what an entire village ran by uh, children looks like, particularly children that have the mind of an author like Chuck, then um, it's a good time. You should check it out. Uh, so Saturday is uh, sometimes when we do some secret development stuff, or we might possibly be playing something on our um, Twitch channel. I don't know if that's what we're doing yet. We haven't really planned that out. So um Although last time we did play Escape the Dark Sector. So, yeah. Fantastic. Uh, and Matt, what are we doing yes. this week on Garblag, man? Garblag Games. We have finished Actune Cthulhu. We have finished going through many dig sites and encountering many Noctwolf. And we're going to move on to Star Wars starting this Thursday at uh, 9 p.m. Central Standard Time. You can catch Jeff and Jeremy in that game playing that. So we we'll start session one. We're playing post Return of the Jedi Mandalorian era. We'll do that for a few weeks. So, uh, yeah, come join us over on Garblag Games Thursday nights. Very, very cool. Uh, looking forward to that. Uh, for us here uh, tomorrow night is our next game. Our buddy Steven's going to be running some Forbidden Lands as we're continuing our Hexcrawl campaign there. Uh, Friday, we are back to Conan, uh, where uh, our friend Aaron is running uh, running that for us and is probably going to kill all but maybe one or two of us on Friday as it's been a very, very tough party uh, to go to uh, as we've been at a party for like two or three sessions and it's very dangerous. Uh, so come back, watch some of that. Uh, Saturday, we're continuing, as always, our One Ring campaign, Winky Vangmar, episode 54 or so, as the party just fought a Nazgul for the first time. And uh, Melissa's uh, life, quite literally, not, okay, not Melissa's life, her character's <laughs> life, quite literally, hangs in the balance, as we'll find out right off the bat whether she lives or dies. Uh, and then yeah. next Monday, we are back to Holler, as we alternate our Mondays between Holler and Horror on the Orient Express. And Tracy Sizemore uh, of Savage World fame and one of the developers of Holler will be back in the GM seat or the, the shift boss seat uh, as she will be continuing running uh, those folks through our little interlude, our little extra chapter in our, our Blasted Beauty campaign. Uh, so come back, watch all that stuff. Uh, watch all this other this this great stuff that we're hearing from other people. Follow everybody, subscribe to everybody, buy everybody's stuff. Uh, thank you to everyone who hung out tonight. Thank you to all of you who threw out bits and subs. You're all extraordinarily generous tonight. Sorry I didn't say uh, thank you enough. Uh, I was busy uh, trying to wrangle cats, uh, but I saw it, sort of. So thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. Uh, we're going to go ahead and raid. Uh, looks like Insomnia Night RPG is what I'm going to do. So follow the raid. We'll catch you all later. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Bye.